Stop! Sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Welcome back to Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast in the world that reviews every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers classic, Dirty Harry. I'm your host, John, and I'm joined as ever with... Tim. And... Trent. And our returning guest, Ben. Thank you for joining us again. Hello. Hello. So today we are reviewing Minute 10, which begins with the mayor asking Harry how he established an intention to commit rape and ends with Harry getting out of his car and walking into the street. Was this a good minute, Tim? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. You get the second half of Harry's conversation with... Do you think you could get away with the humorous rape anecdote these days? Well... Even though it's not about the act itself, it's about the apprehension of the rapist. Yeah, I think it plays pretty well still, doesn't it? Is anyone really yeah, I don't think there's anything particularly offensive. I think, well, it's, I think it's pretty hilarious. He's just being sarcastic, really. Yeah. Do you reckon there was um, a, a take where he gave a wink? How many different ways did he kind of play it until they got that right one? Yeah. Ah, see, yeah, he made his point. I think classic Eastwood, I think he flubs the line a little bit. Intend to commit rape. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know, I detect there in the first part of the sentence. Is, uh, is this an actual real exterior or is this a set somewhere? I'm pretty sure it's a set. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think we will establish this is a, um, an MGM set, actually, not Warner Brothers. And I mentioned in the previous minute they had the, um, the sound of the cable cars. They obviously figured they were going to put a cable car in the background. Oh, uh, yeah. To double up the, oh, no, no, we are in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that looks like it's being dragged. Doesn't yeah. it? Look at the dro- the guy the ho- hunched over at the front. It's like Flintstone style. It like Everybody push. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> ah. I, I know nothing about cars, but w- that looks quite nice. A Ford? Is it? Oh, that's what I think it says on the front. Yeah, just... I think it was a Ford. It is, oh, IMDB drives. tells us, a 1968 Ford Galaxy 500. John, do you remember if he sort of... Like does, does he keep the same car... Throughout the whole series, as in the same model, or uh, really, that has escaped my attention. I'll turn my mind to that in the future. I'm not sure. Good to see him. Um, obviously, back then they didn't have a lot of competition, but he's driving an American car. No Suzuki for him. <laughs> How good does that city look? Yeah. It's clearly not real, but it <laughs> looks amazing. Buzzing, buzzing. It's like a metropolis. It's got everything you want. You know, burger joint and. A bank. I wonder if they actually tried to model it on any particular street yeah. corners or anything. Yeah, exactly. It I'd- comes back. Uh, it comes back in future minutes. But I love this um this soul song that's on the soundtrack. Yeah, and it's got that line: "Take your mask away," which could be flashing forward to Scorpio and his balaclava mask. Adult book that's shop. called stretching, people. 
people spilling onto the street from that adult bookshop as well. <laughs> <laughs> How typical San Fran, you've got the liberated bookshop right next to the, well, the diner. If, if that's a set, then that's a creative choice to make that yeah, an adult yeah. bookshop. <laughs> it was like, how classy do we make this adult bookshop? Do you know, do you, um, on your travels to the US, did you notice the abundance of flags out in the street? American flags? I didn't notice it particularly in San Francisco. Yeah, okay. Everything in San Francisco to me in the urban areas smelt like a mixture of um, laundry detergent and marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. So it was actually quite a... No, it wasn't even sickly sweet because the detergent took out... It was a nice smell, actually, yeah. I've noticed that detergent smell in in several northern hemisphere cities. So older cities seem to have that smell. I don't know what it is. It's good. I like it. Yeah. When we see the... um, we see, well, I don't know what's happening in this minute, but there's a, a African-American man in a car who looks like he's chain smoking. But when he throws out the cigarette, there's like matches on the ground next to some cigarette butts, but he's lighting each one with his cigarette lighter. So. Ooh. <laughs> You've got mm. him there. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. the, that shot. Yeah, it's a good shot. They've made, they've made sure to put a lot of colour in uh, yeah. different coloured cars and the shop fronts as well the extras there's a yeah. lady wearing a dressed in different dress I'm assuming if you were a car fiend you'd love all these cars going by do they have like would studios have like a fleet of cars just on hands or do they rent them yeah. as they go or not sure actually you imagine they probably body shop like they'd probably rent them wouldn't they maybe because they'd, they'd, they'd want to change them. them yeah in fact, there's probably a, a business in Hollywood that <laughs> does pretty well renting out cars. <laughs> Either that or they might have a... a um, well, actually, they might even get uh, like sponsorship deals. Yeah, probably. Oh, uh, yeah, I've heard of some of yeah. those more recent ones where it's like, okay, only like the good guys can drive yeah. like, you know, out yeah. cars. Have you seen... Um, if you guys watch those Netflix um, Marvel shows... Yeah. I'm pretty sure the contract they've got is with Hyundai because every show had a different like model or make of the yeah, right. Hyundai cars. Yeah. It was almost like an ad. There's a story about the, um, the Australian from, from the mid-70s, The Man from Hong Kong, and there's two, with, with George Lazenby in it, and there's two cars in a big car chase. And what they did, they borrowed these cars from a dealership and from a, a dealer there who said... Oh, look, you know, you've got to have them back on Monday in one piece. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And these cars got trashed. If you've seen the film, like they're T-boned and doors come off and things like that. The film producers took them, got them fixed and put them back to the dealer. Anyway, six months later or a year later, someone's watching the film and sees the number. That's my car, (laughs) but brand new. (laughs) And um, yeah, so I'm assuming probably similar rental tactics happened in (laughs) these things. What do you reckon... uh, I've talked for the Blues Brothers. Oh, that would have been, wow. Do you reckon they bought a whole lot of like former police cars that had just been, you know, they were replacing yeah. the whole fleet and got a whole bunch for free? It just- must be something like that. Because <laughs> apparently that inflated the budget, some, like doubled it, just all those vehicle crashes. Right. I can't and- imagine them ever making a movie like that today. No. Just- I haven't seen Blues Brothers 2000, but yeah. I can't imagine <laughs> anything like exist. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like, Tim, the... Um- the man in the car with the cigarettes. His suit looks quite nice. The oh, the stripes. stripes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, I wouldn't wear it myself, but 
Are you going to replace Dirty Harry Fashion Minute with Dirty Hood Fashion Minute? (laughs) (laughs) I'm hanging out for Albert Popwell Minute. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And Fashion Minute. (laughs) Uh, Albert Popwell will emerge very shortly, uh, listeners. He appears, I think, in all of the films in various roles. Yeah, that's right, except the last one. And he was uncredited in this one. Yeah, right. Travesty originally, wasn't he? You know, um, sometimes I sort of think, uh, like just seeing the phone booth in the background, this makes me think, um, uh, like from time to time, I sort of wonder or think about films and when they're set in a particular time, like pre and post mobile phones, um, how that can change a scene or, or the story where people are having to be on a landline versus yeah. a, a mobile phone, having yep. a, a car or, you know, wherever they are. That affects story arcs yeah. and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, that reminds me, I remember seeing, uh, it was a film noir, like um, crime film from the 40s. And at the end of the movie, like this woman's going to ring the police and tell them that this guy had murdered some people. And so she runs into the bedroom and grabs the, uh, with the phone, dragging the cord into the other room yeah. they slam the door and the guy like he's pulling the the, the cord on the phone like through uh, you know through the door and it had been like round, wrapped around her neck yeah. and so he ended up sort of strangling her through the thing it's like yeah it never happened today <laughs> <laughs> a telephone cord <laughs> well like cutting the wires yeah. <laughs> see if only that had like a mobile phone she would have been fine <laughs> well this is a very difficult minute i think Trent, mm. scraping the barrel here, but there's a Volkswagen going past at the start. We see a few VWs in this movie, particularly at the end with the trestle. Well, at the, at the end of the minute when he walks into the hot dog shop and mm. it says, he hasn't got there yet. What's it's, no, no, wasn't that at the end of the minute? Yeah, he, he made it just to the thing yeah. I think, at the end. Um, on the window it says broiled hot dogs, I think. What What's broiled? Does that... It's not boiled. It's uh, like char grilled or something. Steamer, isn't it? Like a Hungry Jack, a Burger King, the revolving flame grill thing, isn't it? So it's not technically. Yeah, it's, it's sort of reheated. Like, yeah, it's kind of like, like steam heated. They, they rotate like, it over, yeah. over the grill. Mm. I still don't even understand that steamed hand reference. So steamed hams. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I've seen it, but I don't. I don't On get the, the appeal. Yeah, thirty-two short films about Springfield. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the best <laughs> moment in the whole episode. <laughs> about some crazy meme. <laughs> but this builds some good tension. I like the, the the shot through the um the window. I guess this is from the driver's point of view. Yeah, yeah. like the the guy who's waiting with the music. Yeah, on. yeah. He's getting his jam on. Um, you don't I, don't. I I don't remember seeing a lot of like sort of first person sort of shots shots mm. through this. Yeah, golden eye shots. It is a nice. Uh, <laughs> Red, black, uh, black with red stripes, isn't it? Yeah. There's a point of view later shot of presumably the mannequin when, when one of the hoods uh, flies through the window. It's <laughs> a good shot in a minute or so. Um, I don't know if you've already talked like whether this scene should be um, after when he gets his partner Chico, so that like him and Chico should be in this scene together, um, and. Well, so it, that like Chico sees that he will do the things that like other cops won't do, um, 
you know, later on when he said, oh, now I know why they call you Dirty Harry. Mm. This should have been the like the hostage moments where, uh, you know, the police are too afraid to go into the bank or whatever. And he steps up and like, you know, does the thing and like puts himself in harm's way to, um, yeah. to you know, to sort of save the day. It's like, oh, okay, now I see like, you know, nobody else is willing to step up and yet he is. That of course happens in The Enforcer, but he's on his own when he drives the car like, in. Especially since he has just been chewed out by the mayor for like, you know, or like, you know, you got to get onto this. And so what's the first thing he does? Go and get a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm on it. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Then I guess, isn't this that what you just described is so similar to the beginning of um, Lethal Weapon? Oh, maybe. <laughs> from memory. Yeah. So they learned, someone learned from, someone from that. I did just Shane watch Black. Lethal Weapon recently. So maybe that was the problem. <laughs> Or maybe one point is it has to happen here because the mayor's just mentioned butcher knife, so he's ah, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> or this scene be before when he goes and sees the mayor. Um, so that like, you know, what the hell are you doing? You know, you're supposed to be working on the case, yet here you are like solving bank robberies or Yeah. You know, doing what? It's like, oh, this is my job, McGonagall. <laughs> <laughs> he was McGonagall. I think that's a good idea, but I don't... No, I think it would have been equally as powerful. I don't think it would have been... Better than it here. It, I, yeah. Like I just, it just seems sort of a little bit out of place with the rest of the story. Kind of like the elevator scene later, but just that mm. we've got this tense thing, got to find the killer, and here he is going to get a hot dog and has a big action scene with the most iconic moment in the whole film. Yeah. It's like what's his name? Rico should have been there to see this. Like you know, Chico. Chico. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. That's all the notes I have about this minute. Does anyone have anything else to add? Yeah, I want to see the next minute. Ah. <laughs> Look now. I want to go to the burger den. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to get a broiled hamburger, uh, broiled uh, hot dog. Hot dog. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ben, I think maybe I'll ask you. Um, have you? What were your first Dirty Harry? What's your first memory of seeing Dirty Harry? Um, I, I, I think I might have seen it on TV, like late at night, sort of one of those sort of ten o'clock movies, like the the second movie. Would have and, been Channel uh, Nine back then, Trent. Wouldn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Sure. Lucked out and go. Oh my god, you know. It's like, um, but I don't remember actually watching. I think it, I remember it being a movie that I think I saw the first half of, like several times before I actually watched saw the whole thing. Um, like it starts strong, but about halfway through, it kind of loses me. Hmm. Um, I still feel the same way, but I mean, it's it, it's definitely worth sticking out. But there's just something about the pacing of it that's that's really good in the beginning, um, and just loses me about halfway through. But I remember this scene um, and the the opening on the roof. When you mean halfway, does it lose you after the whole Kizar Stadium scene? Like when the no, sort of before then. Um, I think it has really good tension up until the point where they're running around at night uh, looking for him. Um, I think it, the 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 pacing just gets really slack. That you know, if it was going to be a movie about how ordinary people. Um, felt about a, a killer, then you end up with Zodiac, which was a totally different movie. So I, I don't know. I just think that the pacing kind of just comes to a sort of screeching halt at that point. Um, How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm sitting all the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I mean, like, you know, minute to minute, I mean, like, the, the, the scenes are all really well constructed. And I mean, like, yeah, I like how this... Um, this one sets up gorgeous colors we've seen. Yeah, I, I love that sort of those pastel colors. So I think all in all, we're pretty, we're happy with the studio bound nature of this trend. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. I love it. I think it's great. 
It's like when you go to Disneyland or, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's all mocked up like this. It kind of looks a bit like that, um, there's a theme park called Movie World. Yeah, and, Movie uh, World. Warner Brothers. That main street, I don't yeah, know what they name yeah. they call it, but the disappointment of going to the Dirty Harry bar <laughs> wasn't wasn't much of a bar and they, or yeah, theme. They brought Clint out when they opened Movie World. Really? And there's a photo of him in there having a beer. <laughs> Um, from that opening weekend or whatever. It was a pretty piss poor effort. Like yeah. one or two photos of Clint Eastwood on the wall. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Because they had him... I remember uh, Hey Hey It's Saturday, which was a, an Australian institution for variety show. 28 years. It was a Saturday night variety show. They went up there and did the you know premiere of the opening of this theme park. And yeah, Clint was out here for it. And <laughs> Yeah, towering over the diminutive host Daryl Summers in every scene. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they but they also shot um, a movie up there called The Silence of the Hams, not which isn't the well known. Oh, is he well Gregio? Is that the the director of the the American one? Yeah, it, it's different film. Uh, it's a Hey Hey It's Saturday movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The other one had Billy Zane in it. Yeah, I that's right. Though, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. The one with Proctor from Police Academy. Yeah, yeah, Proctor's <laughs> in it. Yeah. yeah, so just not to be confused. Yes, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, this one, it's got uh, Daryl Summers as a detective going around um, looking for, I think, a missing girl or something. Oh, but there's a lot of racial things in there in that they go into a sort of exotic opium den with uh, Red Simons, who was the guitarist from the band Skyhooks, <laughs> playing a Fu Manchu type character. Um, with his eyes <laughs> taped back. And John Blackman, who was the announcer on that, was a pianist in the bar whose uh, the irony was he was in blackface and oh. his name was John Blackman in the film. <laughs> so, I actually have a copy of this and it's, it's yeah. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Dirty Harry Bar. Dirty Harry Bar. <laughs> Dirty Harry doesn't drink though, does he? Yeah. Does he? In the second one, when he has his um, next door neighbour, Japanese girlfriend, she goes, how about I get some beers? But he, like, but being a an alcoholic's not part of his character, though. No, 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 no. So he was more clean cut than some of the other detectives yeah, yeah, and stuff that so. came later. I think they were just struggling to put themes into this theme park, and um, <laughs> <laughs> they had a bar, and they. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they wanted something contemporary instead of like John Wayne's Saloon or yeah, whatever. yeah, exactly Duke Saloon. Also, um. We should point out to any international listeners that this theme park had a police academy stunt show. Yes. Sadly, it's been replaced with some, is it Fast and Furious? Sometimes. Oh, yeah. What's the bit that it's pretty much exactly the same? Yeah. Except yeah. for like, you know, different costumes. They're wearing singlets instead of uh, police <laughs> that, uniforms. That was, that was actually, a, that was an example of a great themed um, attraction because it had the Blue Oyster Bar on the side. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should have had instead of the Dirty Harry Bar. Yeah. The Blue Oyster Bar. <laughs> Well, with that, I think we'll leave you. Ben, will you join us next minute? Oh, certainly. Terrific. Well, you've been listening to Dirty Harry Harry Minute. Minutes. Dirty Minutes. Harry Minute. Podcast. Podcast. Minutes. Yeah, I keep, I keep thinking it's the Dirty Harry Podcast. <laughs>